0: this guy on linkedin all the time he like he always tries to come in and it's like oh government i love government i want to have sex with the government hey
1: everybody it's Tim with the liberty advisor joined with john Snyson, the economic truth and today we are going to cover all the feds lies well, not all the feds lies we'll be here all day because this is going to be a relatively short episode because we are constantly being fed lies all the time but i think you know i'd be re- remiss to not point out the fact that you know it's been a while since we've done you know, these types of episodes and a lot has gone on. And it seems like, you know, when you go like a month, not really doing shows and economics and you're already basically drowning uh, in information and, and like every day you you're getting a new like ocean of information that's being dropped in you. It's like sort of overwhelming. We're in a pop back game. But one of the things we didn't talk about or haven't addressed yet is the fact that Jerome Powell is now... Oh, again, is going to be the Fed chair. Once again, they did not decide to go with Lyle Brainerd, uh, which actually I thought that maybe uh, that she had a pretty good chance because, you know, she checks off the box of being a woman. And you've got to
0: get rid of the Trump guy. Come on.
1: (laughs) Well, the thing is, the Trump guy, Jerome Powell, was also the Obama guy because it was Obama that put Jerome Powell in there to begin with. And the thing is, it was... I mean, for those of you who don't know, I mean, I went pretty hard for Trump in 2016, to say the least, created a libertarian advisor page, which is sort of like the genesis of a lot of like the stuff we're doing right now. And, you know, I just got so pissed off with the libertarian party and their picks and, and how they were being, you know, anti-gun at the time. And, uh, you know, obviously like, underneath like, the leadership of like Nick Starwark, who's a complete joke. Uh, so, I mean, if you guys are going to get political, I mean, I'd recommend like the Mises caucus and what they're doing, like Michael Heist. But, you know, getting back to Jerome Powell, uh, as soon as Trump got in there, he picked Paul, and I'm like, wow, th- like uh, Trump does not get it. He does not fucking get it. Like the most important position, most important person he could pick is going to be the Fed chair because that's one pick. He- there's nothing you can do about it. And later on, Trump did go on to say that uh, picking, um, you know, that's been like the worst decision of his presidency at one point. Now, that was before everything ended. So I don't know if he's got like other thoughts now. But, you know, to hear all the Trumpsters start criticizing me as an effing libtard and all the hate that was directed my way. And then it turns out that I'm right. And this guy is a complete globalist swamp monster. Uh, But the thing is, Obama put him in there. So why the fuck are you picking somebody that Obama picked? And then now Joe Biden picks the same fucking guy. So the most amount of F-bombs I think have ever dropped on an episode Um, actually this episode isn't done yet. So who knows, but, uh, it was that episode when he picked Jerome Powell, because I knew what that meant. And my first episode I ever made said, uh, the Liberty advisor show was, you know, I don't care if there's a thousand things I want Trump to to do and he does 999, but if he doesn't do anything with the federal reserve, or at least it changes the public discourse on that message at the very least, then, you know, he's pretty much dead to me. And so I knew right off the bat that he was going to be completely worthless. And so, not the main thing I want to talk about today, but what were you trying to say, John? Yeah,
0: and, and he could have he could have put in a whole bunch of nude Fed chair Fed board uh, members too, and they didn't. Like
1: I said, nude Fed chairs, like Well, hopefully, hopefully, please do not put Jenny. No, back no. Right there.
0: Oh God, come on! That would be yeah. a very yeah. disturbing image.
1: In that case, would be pulling for Lyle Brainerd. Uh, you know, definitely
0: not, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> God, I got to be we talking about this. That's disgusting, Tim. Come on, get over yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh but one all right getting begin this train back on tracks uh the feds williams thinks inflation can be stabilized without recession and uh yeah so let's just get into this in an interview on cnbc williams just asked and the thing is people don't know if the new york fed president is basically the fed president like the shadow president of you know the actual power broker uh was asked about an op-ed from former U.S. Treasury Secretary Lauren Summers that there have been few, if any, instances in which inflation has been successfully stabilized without recession. I am confident we can do that, Williams said. Monetary policy over the past century or even longer has shown we can accomplish and deliver stable low inflation. Any you know, try to mitigate the effects of recessions and we can get the economy back to maximum employment, he added. Now, skipping further, I don't see there is any real benefit to speed it up further, Williams said. Ending the purchases at that at the end of the first quarter, creates the opportunity for the Fed to, to raise its benchmark short-term rates, he said. Williams said he expects inflation to come down somewhat next year, and he sees strong economic growth and further improvement in the labor market. Now, John and I did just film a uh, 2022 prediction video where we get into inflation, so we'll have to tease you guys to watch that one to yeah. get our expectations. Obviously, uh, we're not in alignment with uh, Williams. But Continuing on, actually, raising rates will be a sign of positive development, he said. Williams said inflation is obviously too high right now. And the Fed wants to make sure that the inflation comes back down to the two percent longer run goal. So, I mean, there is basically no chance in hell that uh, that they're gonna get out of this without a recession. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I guess we did have, you know, Janet Yellen, who famously said, you know, there'd never be another recession in her but lifetime. Tim, Tim,
0: come on. Uh, she had a urinary tract infection when she said it. Old ladies that get that gets a little bit the disillusioned. So come on. You gotta give her yeah. a break.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and I guess you know, you know, everyone's thinking that Jerome Powell is just like this, this awesome, is like massive hawk, and like that's why, um, you know, we had to go in the direction of you know keeping on with with Powell because it's he's like a, like a turtle dove. It's a yeah, turtle. it's dump. like you know, if he's a hawk, my girlfriend's cat is a fucking lion. I mean, it's just like <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And so. So the hawk is the guy that led us to having the loosest, easiest monetary policy ever, the most reckless policy ever. A guy that's net worth is like $28 million or somewhere near there and had and used to have a bunch of money in the stock market and obviously is conflicted, like that's the guy who We're supposed to trust on all this stuff to be the hawk and do the right thing. Well, if he didn't do the right thing when, you know, he was there the entire time under Trump, like, why is he going to do the right thing now? And the thing is, it's like way beyond doing the right thing. This whole discussion is, I mean, it also diverts us from the discussion of the fact there shouldn't even be a Fed to begin with. Uh, go to, um, uh, you know, why we're all slaves to central bankers. If you guys don't understand that, it's a, a video that I did a few years ago and actually very precious. A lot of the stuff that was in there. And that was, I believe 2016, uh, right well, around the end of
0: the th- Tim, this brings us back to like, uh, actually there was a p- uh, post yesterday, uh, and Nancy Pelosi came out and said that federal lawmakers should be able to trade stocks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and they tried to make it illegal at one point and it was called the Stock Act, the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge. I believe it was my uh, congresswoman at the time who I think was the main one that was like behind it when I lived up near like Rochester, New York. So shout out to The Rock. Uh, And I think it was like one of those things where it made it seem like it was banning it. But then if you actually read the bill, it was actually like legalizing it, even though it looked like it was banning it. And so it was like one of those like, uh, you know, Con jobs that you know they're you know so famously uh, you know known for doing, but you know there is no way. The thing is, if you couldn't raise rates during the greatest economy ever in the history of the world in you know 2016, 2017, 2018 without messing up everything, I mean, then the, like what makes you think you can do it right now when obviously the economy is underneath life support and so they're, they're going to pull 120 billion dollars a month of, of a stimulus. Uh, you have it go down to zero and then start raising rates. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just utterly ridiculous to think that this is gonna work. And as mentioned in you know previous videos, even if they do raise rates, the real actual rate will probably be more negative than it was in the past. Meaning that if the rate right now is on the ten-year treasuries, uh, you know one point five, and the inflation, this is called six point five, it's you know six point eight by their their measures, uh, you know you're guaranteed to lose over five and a half percent per year, assuming everything stays status quo, and so. The real rate, I wouldn't be surprised in the future if the real rate is like a 8, 9, 10, 20. I mean, who knows? I mean, the thing is, everything is always fine until the day it's not fine, which is, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, kind of backing things You've up. Got all the
0: unfunded liabilities in the US, like look at Medicaid, Medicaid, social uh, security, and all that, all those programs. Like, what is it? Like, they're predicting like a 15, 20, 30 trillion dollar deficit because, <laughs> like, in uh, five to 10 years from now? Like, what do you, like, these guys are nuts because they believe that, like, this, and I have discussions with these, uh, this guy on LinkedIn all the time. Like, he always tries to come in and say, like, oh, government, I love government, I want to have sex with the government. And uh, he basically tries to come in and say that, oh, my monetary theory is the way the future is, like, I, I tried to tell him, it's like, do you know that every single time you give anybody the chance to create money out of thin air, it doesn't no matter how it's created or what kind of new idea you come up with, they always fuck up. Like I'm trying to like tell him, it was like, you know, like every single time you give anybody the chance to have unlimited amounts of money, like they will use that uh, to their advantage, not for the people's advantage, but themselves.
1: Now, now another uh, another article yeah. here from Zero Hedge: as markets swing wildly. Seeking the Fed put, for those of you who don't know, uh, like a put option is, you know, you're betting on the price of something to go down to make money. And so effectively, they're calling like a Fed put is when the market goes down. The Fed's always there to sort of have their back, just in case for those of you who weren't aware of that. Uh, Morgan Stanley has some bad news. So how low do stocks have to fall for Powell to capitulate and end his rate hiking plans or said otherwise? What is the strike price of the Fed put? As a reminder, over the last decade, anytime markets sold off between 10 and 15% and in some cases even less, we would immediately experience some intervention from the Fed, be it verbal or 15. actual to stabilize risk assets. In fact, the biggest drawdown in the post lehman era until the COVID collapse was the 20% bear market observed on Christmas Eve 2018, which promptly crashed the Fed's tightening plan. You guys can go back to all the episodes I did around that time to see all the stuff that was going down, all the shenanigans. We had the whole plunge protection kit team come out. Uh, you P-P-T- know, team P-P-T,
0: PPT, Tim.
1: Yep. All led uh-huh. by uh, Steve Bunt Munchkin to uh, do everything they could to, uh, you know, basically satiate the markets. But continuing, I forgot on the, the
0: Munchkin. The- Sorry.
1: Yeah, another terrible swamp monster pick by by Trump. Oh yeah, let's have this Goldman Sachs uh, crony, uh, who then like made a lot of other terrible financial picks. Anyways, continuing on. Bottom line, according to Morgan Stanley, the Fed put still exists, but the strike price is much lower now. In our view, if we had to guess, it's down twenty percent rather than 10% unless credit markets or economic data really start to wobble. And this is one thing I've been saying over and over again. I've been talking about how, you know, the market really, you know, it's going, it's not gonna be sustained down 20 for longer because that's when the feds gonna come in, in my opinion, start printing more, continuing it on. And while, and I do feel sorry for anyone that's listening to this, like a one X, uh, one and a half X speed, two X speed. You know, I wanna know in the comments if anyone is paying attention to me right now at two X speed, because that would be insane. Continuing on, and while Wilson may well be right that for Biden, and while Wilson may well be right that for Biden containing soaring inflation, I, it was, yeah, I don't think whoever wrote this did a bad job of that one. It's more important than preserving the wealth effect because we have reached a tipping point where two are mutually exclusive. Sacrificing markets to contain inflation would be a huge mistake. Why? Because as Wilson also observes, as asset markets correct more significantly as it would in a 20 correction it would have a greater than normal effect on the economy too given how levered the consumer is to the stock market and other prices asset prices like housing and cryptocurrencies we think the risk of that is greatest over the next three four months actually while this is a good thing for the consumer demand if prices remain elevated it definitely increases the odds that tapering could be tightening for the economy too if it leads to significant asset price deflation we think that the risk of that is greatest over the next three or four months the fed exits qe off this time off this faster timetable and i was messing up some of that reading because i've had like this problem with my eye where it's like kind of like has its own heartbeat and so like if you guys like see me closing my eye it's not because i'm trying to look like a pirate it's because like i got something going on and just like constantly uh. it's not making it any better um, anyways, John, yeah, what do you think about, uh, about all that, that the, you know, the Fed put, how much the market's gonna go down, uh, how much they'll let it go down?
0: Well, like, if you could pull up, Tim, uh, pull up my Fed repo stats that I have, like my website, and then uh, actually right now, like you're, you're seeing a slight, you know, it's funny that we call the tapering almost right now, you know, like, w- w- basically what they're doing is reducing their quantitative easings of purchase of assets on the Fed's balance sheet. And <laughs> it's slightly reducing, you know, I, I see that especially the, um, what do you call them, the um, uh, mortgage-backed securities have reduced slightly uh, over the last couple of weeks now. But other than that, like it's still going up like the, you know, we just said in another video that we did about, I think it was $9 in a week that it's up still. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, even though oh, a yeah. uh, billion, yeah, fuck, I say, keep on saying trillion. I, I'm like, I'm thinking hyperinflation here, Tim. So sorry. You know, maybe I'm right next year or, or the year after. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I, I think what, what's going to happen is they're going to have to, like, they might start tapering and stuff. But like when you look at what other central banks did during these crises, uh, for example, like I just recently looked at, uh, this, I keep a close eye on Norway Central Bank, Nord Norges Bank, and what they did is they actually have as much as what was it? I think uh, 20% of their no 10% of their balance sheet is in stocks. So they actually had to go in and and then buy stocks, literally like go into the Oslo uh, Burs, which is the Norwegian stock exchange, and buy stocks. To prop the markets up and i think that's what's coming tim is these bozos are gonna keep on you know like trying to lower interest rates and all this stuff but it's just gonna backfire on them right away as we if you look at our prediction video you know this would be perfect uh oh you'll get a way bigger rundown on exactly what we think about that but so what's going to happen is they are going to try to lower uh, interest like not lower interest rates high Get interest rates higher, and then, <laughs> and, and then do they, their tapering of quantitative easing. Not even a, qu- a taper, real tapering yet. But then, that's going to panic the markets. Like you see, just now with a slight little, slight lower amount of quantitative easing going on, you see turmoil happening in the markets just by re- what what just recently happened. So, I think that you know the the volatility and everything is just going to. Uh, keep on, you know, becoming more extreme, and they're going to have more and more issues. Who knows? Maybe they can't even get to real tapering, Tim, uh, with with everything, and maybe they just have to revert back to a broader what ben Bernanke called in his two thousand and two speech a broader uh, broader menu of asset purchases, like going into ETFs or or um, to stocks.
1: Yeah, I call him Osama Ben Bernanke, but uh, <laughs> the thing is, well, maybe, maybe they'll let it get down to like twenty or thirty or forty percent because then maybe they just halt the stock market, like uh, Turkey yeah. did today, uh, <laughs> that they halted the stock market, at, and I'm sure everything was fine. They halted you know? everything.
0: Yeah, they halted everything in Turkey.
1: Yeah, the currency like, has lost fifty-four uh, percent yeah. year to date uh, as real rates fall well below zero with inflation now standing at annual. Think, about, 1. That. 1. Think about that. Think about that
0: think about that 54% loss in purchasing power. If you had that money in Turkish lira in your retirement account. Yeah. Like think about that. You lost 50% of your savings, your life savings. Like wake up people. Like that is like what this says. Like it's pretty extreme. Like it sounds like it's a little, like it's all, it's far away. It's in Turkey. Turkey is a G20 economy, by the way. You know, this is just a, this is just what I call the periphery um, uh, demolition before you know it comes back to roost and in, into the united states that controls the whole monetary system
1: yeah i mean from what i hear it's like one of the most beautiful countries in the world with one of the most beautiful women in the world and there's all but the thing is and you know it used to be like a major uh you know like a persian empire you know you know starting around there so uh you know Well, you is- want
0: uh, sorry to interrupt you but uh what's his name erdogan he wants he wants to rebuild the ottoman empire and actually coins from the ottoman empire did destroy themselves but over 800 years it took for them to destroy themselves the value of their currency like their actual money to go from silver to copper of course, like the, this moron Erdogan over there, like he probably sued. Us. He sued like uh, journalists in in Germany for talking bad against them. But the thing is, uh, everything but, was yeah.
1: fine there. You know, a couple of years ago, and you know, if people, if they had like a Tim and John over there, you know, they would have seen crazy talk about inflation, and then no, they've been
0: put in fine prison until they'd be probably assassinated.
1: Well, if it's fine system. until it's not fine. So, I mean, everything yeah. is fine there. Everything's fine at the central bank until yeah. boom, it happens overnight, which is actually sort of what my article was on, uh, Freedance Phoenix with Ernest Hancock had a, you know, just a who's who of people and it's a who's who of people then John and I somehow snuck in there. You know, people like James Corbett and Paul Rosenberg and uh you know Doug Casey, uh Tina Marie Paul from- Rosenberg this. and
0: Doug Casey is epic. Like those guys are fucking geniuses
1: Patrick Wood of you know technocracy dot yeah. news. Yeah. I
0: mean just the fact that
1: you have you're in the same thing as James Corbett, I mean, is you know big enough yeah. on its own. Let alone the others, and and uh, you know, highly, we'll have that in the show show links. If you want to go to Tim and John's show to sign up, we'll put that out in some of our next email blasts as well. And I'm probably going to eventually get some like hard copies of this to uh, to be able to send out. But anyways, uh, yeah, the thing is, it's always fine until the day it's not fine, and so you know what's going on yeah. in these other peripheries is basically you know sort of what's going to eventually come home to roost here.
0: Yeah, and Tim, if you could pull up one thing, I, I know we're running late here, but let's pull up one more thing to really put things into perspective for people so go to trading economics put in and like go to the bottom of the screen there's like uh a uh list of like all the countries and their gdp gdp area yeah okay yeah there you go put uh, put on the plus and then what you're going to do is you're going to click on inflation rate uh go yeah go to the top and click on inflation rate and then go down a little bit okay so look at all the countries uh with like double digit inflation which is pretty damn insane okay uh there's no like mass, big nations there yet but they're getting there like look at brazil like that's a major economy and then if you go further down like we get to compare the united states right now to other nations you know we we like to make fun of banana republics and all this stuff but let's see where the united states and who they're gathered together with okay so there's the united states with 6.8 <laughs> Iraq right. like Kosovo Liberia Mozambique Chile, (laughs) Myanmar, Nicaragua, Indonesia, Mauritius—like, come on, like these are like—they always make fun of these nations for being fucking banana republics. And now, where's the United States right now?
1: Togo. I mean, Togo, South Sudan, and Guyana have less, and Bangladesh have less inflation. And South
0: Sudan was just in a big inflationary scare. Like, this is insane. Like, who were gathered? Egyptians have always been like their. Uh, their uh, Egyptian pound has always been struggling. Lesota, I've never yeah. even
1: heard of this country. Le- no, le- I know what it is. Le- it, le- it's it's, le- it's le- inside.
0: It's actually inside of South Africa. Le- 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 I, le- I, I'm I, I'm a, I'm a geek on on uh, geography, by the way. So if you have any questions, Tim. <laughs> Anyways, but like, look at look at all those countries in front of the United States. It's pretty insane. I just wanted to put that in perspective of people to actually, you know. People are always making fun of these other nations for being like, oh, it's a banana republic. You know, like they got high inflation there, you know, like they fuck up their monetary policy. They have no clue what they're doing. It's like, yeah, we're uh, the United States right now is right there. And and Canada is at five percent. But I think that Canada is probably at 25, to be honest with you, like looking at both of my like I, I work in a company like on my regular daytime job. I do low voltage installations. My stuff is up 20% on an average, I would say in prices. Then you look at the electrical side, like they're up like substantially. Uh, Our copper wiring, which is a substantial part of what we do is up, you know, 100% a lot of times. So yeah, inflation is, uh, yeah, it's nowhere to be seen, you know, like at 6.8% or 4.1, I think we have in Canada. Like you guys are totally stupid to think that, you know, that is real.
1: And I've got, you know, a bad dad joke to end this and now our time is up. So it's not the only yeah. thing that's up. So our time is up for this episode. Make sure to go to Tim We're trying to do some of these other shorter episodes, uh, you know, shorter, relatively speaking, you know, compared to, uh, you know, other stuff we're doing. Let us know how you guys like it. You know, what, what, length, if you guys want to, you know, vary it up. But anyways, and also, you know, appreciate everyone who's watching, listening, subscribing. Uh, I think on my channel, I'm like nine people away from 3000, which probably means I need to have like 1000 people join before they'll show me those extra nine. But you know, it would be nice just to get over to the the 3000 before we eventually get kicked off. And also I've got crypto IRAs. Over at thelibertyadvisor.com, where my listeners, uh, I will bump down my minimum for 25,000 to uh, get an account to do crypto IRAs. We're going to have actual Bitcoin, actual Ethereum, not a trust of it. And it's actually cheaper than buying the trust ETF version of it. Again, thelibertyadvisor.com. Also get the book, How It's Rigged, over at, if you want to text Liberty Advisor, one word, no spaces, to 71441. That then uh, that will then give you all the links to the book I wrote on inflation. And I wrote that five years ago. And John, you want to give some plugs?
0: Yeah, make sure you go to my website, theeconomictruth.org, where you can find my books and you can find all the different uh, stuff that I do. I also have like if I, I track the Fed's every move uh, with my Fed repo stats that I have and also Bank of Canada. So that is released on a daily to weekly basis, all the stats there that you could go and look at Like a lot of detail, not as extremely detailed on, you know, like what they're buying and stuff, but pretty good. And then of course, go and check out timandjohnshow.com, which, you know, we always share things. thing. And the thing is, we actually have our video up there uh, where it's not actually attainable for censorship at all because it's on our own platform. Uh, So yes, uh, do that and uh, make sure that you uh, stay safe out there because it's getting crazy.
1: All right. Take care guys. Peace.